Hello everybody and welcome to this podcast with myself, Chris Pope and Tim Martin from YI. Hi Tim. Hi Chris, how are you doing? How are you doing? All good? Yeah, great, thank you very much, yes. Cool, well thank you for joining us today um, and uh, you know, we're just going to sort of roll through some of these questions and ideas but for those of you that are tuning in, uh, this is sort of an exploration if you will of uh, the Quebec release um, but we're not going to turn this into a geeky tech fest, if you will, very much like why I, we're going to talk about the why of what this means and sort of how, you know, the CXOs, if you will, of the organization are moving away from less about those capabilities and more about that investment and focusing on the problems that need solving and then having the right tools, the technologies and the platforms. Uh, that bring all that together. But for those of you who don't know, uh, I run our innovation team here at ServiceNow. Very fortunate to be here. I've been here nine years, so it makes me a bit of a dinosaur uh, <laughs> in ServiceNow terms um, as we approach, you know, 14,000 people. Uh, it's getting bigger as an organization and, you know, our partner ecosystem continues to grow as a result. And YI are one of the, the newer partners in our ecosystem, but uh, small but mighty is the phrase I like to use. And, uh, <laughs> small but with him and Yeah, Maureen and Anna and Lisa and, and the whole crew over there. But for those who don't know uh, who Tim is and, and who YI are, Tim, maybe just take a, a minute or two uh, about who you are, what you are, and, and what YI is all about. Sure, sure. So my name is Tim Martin. Um, I work in the uh, program delivery space within YI. So YI are a, a small company, as you said, we've been um, running for just under a year and a half. Um, we're really about focusing on change and helping companies to change, um, but with a real laser sharp focus on the people element of that and how people interact with technology, uh, what, what people need from the technology, what the technology can do for them, how to get value from it. Um, you know, digital transformation is just huge at the moment for obvious reasons, and that's that's our, our bread and butter, so to speak. Um, so yeah. I personally work in, as, as well as being a project and program delivery person, um, I am also a product owner too. So I have multiple hats that I wear. I think we all do, right, at some point <laughs> in the day. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, from parenting to schooling to suddenly delivering big projects, right? So I think, you know, without sort of going into the doom and gloom of the pandemic, and we all know what's there and there's enough sort of news and rhetoric around it, if you will, we're a year on. Who would have known? You know, it's almost a year to the day that I took my last flight, which is which is unheard of. Yeah. But I think when you look at this as an organization and, and the customers that we're working with, um, you know, that sort of initial phase that we had of almost panic buying, right, of, wow, all these people now suddenly have to work from home. And it put a lot of pressure on our systems, our platforms, accessibility. Um, do we even have the right equipment for people to be set up to work from home, right? And so there was some of that initial panic, I think, and sort of decision-making that happened as a result. But I think bigger than that, now we've, we're, we're kind of used to this reality. Uh, I love it. I love being at home. Um, but what is digital transformation in 2021, right? We know why we're doing it, but a lot of our customers are saying to us, you know, what's in it for them? Why do they need to adopt and, and take on these new technologies? So, you know, I think, you know, as you work with a lot of your customers and what you work on, you know, what do you hear, Tim? You know, what happens in that space and, and sort of does it tally with your thinking, I guess? No, absolutely. You're, 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 you're totally right. I think the world for most people, whether, whether within within the sphere of work or, or with home has just just transformed you know over the last year it's not the same it's not, not the same that it was um there's there's a few there's a few kind of aspects to that but i think you know we, you, you touched on technology and, and digital 
earlier and and what 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 are they and what is transformation in that space and i'm thinking about this recently with having a conversation with 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 a colleague um it's it's really about digital is about how people interact with technology so you can buy tech you know you talked about panic buying at the beginning of people panic buying toilet paper last year but also technology <laughs> but we need to be digital we need to get stuff out there you know people need to work from home it's got to be online if it's not online it's not any good it's you know technology you can buy a bunch of things and that's the technology but then what do you do with it how do people use it that's that's the digital elements so the digital is about how people use and interact with the technology and that's where the transformation part comes in like you said that is the people it's focusing on how the people use this shiny new kit that you've bought um, and that that's that's really difficult for some companies. You know, it's not it's not something that comes naturally to some organisations. And some of the transformation is just so hard. It's so difficult. It's so fundamental and takes goes to the core of their of their organisation and the way that they work. So definitely a pain point. It's always been a pain point, and it's just become the biggest pain point for every organisation in the last twelve months. And that's not going to go away anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah, it, I mean, it, absolutely brilliant insight in there. And I think you know, it's interesting. You know. At some point later this year, the new phones are going to come out. Great. Are they any better? Are they any worse? What can I do now that I couldn't do before? I want to know what the weather is. Yeah. Look out the window, right? I know what the weather's doing sort of thing. You know, all those new features, unless you sort of change and adapt to what you're doing and how you're doing and really see the value. And when you're in some of these large enterprises, like, you know, the customers that you guys are working with, um, there's significant investments and sort of um, not necessarily bets, but, you know, um, strategies that go into place. And I think, you know, with Quebec, what we looked at was sort of this idea of fueling innovation, obviously, but also the agility side of it and thinking about it in terms of, you know, what is it people need most now? Yes, there's a, a return to work element, whatever shape that means. And, you know, there's almost daily there's things in the news of we'll be three days a week, we'll be one day a week, we're reducing our real estate footprint, and that's all good. But then what do you do for the rest of the week and the processes? They still have to happen. You still have to support your customers. You still need to, you know, bring new products to market, if you will. And, you know, the, a lot of that is how do we just make work less complicated, you know, where the barriers that we traditionally had or even the silos that we created, um, you know, because we didn't have the digital elements in place, suddenly they go away and, and you don't get bogged down in the technology anymore, but really about the why should we care? And what's the benefit? So for me, you know, a lot of things jump out in Quebec. I've got my favorite five that I'll be talking about next week. But, you know, for yourselves and sort of what you you guys do and you've seen Quebec, obviously, you know, if you could pick something out there that jumps out to you and you think, you know what, how can that make work less complicated? What would you pick? What would you talk to the audience about? That's a tough one. Um, I've <laughs> obviously spent a bit of time thinking about that to prepare for this session as as, as I should. Um, and it's not an easy task because if you read the release dates for Quebec, they're massive. You're it for sure. Um, so it didn't didn't make this an easy task for me. Um, I would I would probably start with something that for me I think could be a game changer for a lot of organisations, and that would be the Now Platform Application Engine. So I know that's not brand new in in Quebec. I know it's been around for a, a little while, but it you know there's there's improvements. It's, it's been iterating over over the last few releases. Um, I, th I think that's got huge potential. Um, the, the no code, low code concept is, is really interesting to me. Um, the, the potential there to effectively empower business users to resolve their own process problems without needing to bring in a big expensive IT project or team to, to right. support them with that or, or to fundamentally deliver it for them. They'll need support. But, you know, before, if you wanted to do it, you had to bring in IT 
and you know you, you need an IT project with all the cost and the time and the effort and the complication that that went with that. That that potentially goes away. Um, it it it's the, the potential there to me. I, I think I think at the moment it's 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 quite an underutilized part of the platform, um, mm-hmm. and I, I I think that that could could grow massively. I went to um, at Knowledge nineteen went to a session presented by I think it was Nielsen ratings agency okay. um yeah. and he talked about something that they the guy presenting talked about something that, that they'd done and effectively set up a, a i think they called it a citizen developer network um and i found that a really really interesting concept they, they effectively created a safe way for their business users to be set up in the tool with just one or two days training um gave them the tools that they, they needed and, and let them go and solve their own own business problems and right. it, it seemed incredibly successful and i just think that's something that a lot of organizations could leverage I think we've had a habit in the past in IT of seeing a process that's broken or not quite right or performant, and we sort of lift the drains and write, all right, come on, big project time, let's turn this thing on its head. Actually, yeah. we don't need to do that. You know, How do we get insights into what's happening within the process? And maybe there's just tweaks and levers that we pull, and we actually get much better outcomes as part of it. And and I think you know in Quebec, we've got process optimization, which I think you've had a look at it as well. So I'd love to yeah. get your thoughts and insights on that. No, absolutely. I think just to kind of to, to finish off on this 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 point around the App Engine Studio, I think you know you think about the proliferation of end-user computing and how that's a problem for you know IT teams and business teams, all of those kind of things. Pe- people just use the tools they've got available to them, right? So if if right. all you've got access to is is email and a spreadsheet and a SharePoint, that's what you use. <laughs> if you've got yeah. access to something else better, you, you're going to use it, right? Um, so you know it, it's it's fundamentally that simple. Give it to people, show them the benefit of them, let them let them play with it. Um, yep. And and why why would they not take advantage of that? Um, I, I guess so. To picking up on your point then around around process optimization, you know that's that's kind of the the, the flip side of that coin. So you create you, you've got a process that's in service now, awesome. Um, but you know, is it is it working? Is it working the best way? Are you getting the return for it that you really need? Um, I think you know everybody listening to this can relate to you know how processes can be bad, right? We've all <laughs> sat we've all sat on the phone with the customer services team who who just aren't empowered to do what you need them to do to perform a simple task or give you a piece of information. We've all tried to work out how to order the shiny new kit that we want from the IT team. We've all you know just tried to find some basic information sometimes, and it's it, it's not there, right? So um, there's definitely there's definitely always you know, the opportunity to continuously improve a process, even if you think you've optimized it and, and, and delivered the best you could at the time, there's always going to be the opportunity to come back and improve that right. And that's where, to me, process optimization, as you mentioned earlier, is is really quite exciting. Um, you know, giving giving you the opportunity to analyze your process in ServiceNow. Um, I've not used this in Anchor myself, but I did go into a, our demo environment and have a play with it. Um, and I was able to just click a few buttons um, and run a an assessment of the incident management process by state model and you can see how mm-hmm. the, all of our incidents have flown through on a state. So what, what went to where, what was the commonest flow? Um, you know, with, with just a few clicks, it, really powerful information. You know, if with a bit of time and effort um, and, and, and configuration, you know, that could give incredible insight to teams and, and really, really support continual improvement within any organization. I think that's a big part of it. And you think about that speed element, you know, we're all working remotely. Uh, we've had to change the way we work, the way we interact and, and those type of things, you know, but these digital platforms and ability to bring things together is really, really key. Searching for information on the platform, 
Um, you know, when I was a customer many moons ago in 2007, it was a challenge for sure. And I think, you know, about 12, 16 months ago, we made the acquisition of Ativio, which is uh, an AI search based platform. And like all of our acquisitions, we take the time, we replatform it, one platform, one code base, one database. It's now available in Quebec. So AI search is one of the sort of more end user facing elements, if you will, that will show up. Uh, for people in portals or mobile within workspace and so on. But I think there's something else you've, you seem to be playing a lot in your non-prod environment. <laughs> another one you've, uh, you've got some good things to say about. Yeah, this one I've not been able to get so hands on, which is disappointing, but uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's another one where the potential or the opportunity of this feature to me is, is, is massive. Um, you know, you, you, you talked about ServiceNow and the investment that companies make or organizations make into ServiceNow. And you know, the feature set grows with every release. The content that people have in it grows with every release. And so finding those features and finding those content just becomes harder because there's so much more stuff in one place. And it's great to have it in one place, but you need to surface the things that people need as quickly as possible. So th that's why AI search is another one that I'm really excited about. And especially the integration of that with the chatbot as well. Oh, sorry, virtual agent in, in this context <laughs> aligned to the chatbot functionality the virtual agent provides. You know, enabling people to to search for something. And if 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 it's not there as a predefined query, then you know AI search can say, "Oh, I found this as well. Is this what you're looking for?" Um, and just just give people that that ability to quickly find the right content or feature that they're looking for could could be a, a massive a massive benefit. Yeah, absolutely. It takes some of that workload away from level one, level two traditionally, but also there's a sense of fulfillment that I found the solution to my problem all by yeah. myself. I almost feel like yes. an adult all of a sudden, right? <laughs> yeah. Without asking my mom or my dad sort of thing. And I think, you know, as you go beyond that and think about, yes, traditionally knowledge, search, those type of things are very IT type related things. Many of our customers now bring shared services, global business services, so many different names for them onto the platform. So finance, legal, marketing, all of the above, right? Um, yeah. But they don't have incidents necessarily, right? They might have cases, they might have work orders, they might have requests. So part of what we've done there, working with a lot of our, our larger customers who do GBS type things um, around bringing those service providers internal onto the platform was the concept of a universal request where blatantly, you know, bluntly, I don't care if it's an incident or problem, a change or request. That's not my problem. I just need some yeah. help. Let me submit the thing I need. And the system should be smart enough to figure that out and, and get it to the right service provider, surely. No, 100%. I think this this is another one that, that's I wasn't expecting in this release. So this this is you know, it was really interesting to me when, when, when I spotted this and tried to understand it a bit better. You think you think about a really simple scenario. Look, as you said earlier, you've got different different internal service desks for all sorts of different functions. But you think about that from a user perspective. So you need to understand and take an action on an HR policy. So you find out where the policies are stored and they're over here in system A. So you go read the policy, um, tells you you need to raise an HR ticket. So you go to system B, raise your HR ticket. They come back and say, oh, first you need system access. You need to raise an IT ticket. So over you go to system C, raise your IT ticket, get that confirmed. Then go back to HR, raise another ticket in system B, and finally get the thing that you wanted in the first place. Um, and you think about how frustrating that's going to be, right? You're getting passed around the organization. You want one thing, but you're getting passed around the organization, different systems, different processes, different teams. You hit the SLA clock every time you talk to a new person. And <laughs> you just you just want to get what you need, right? And get get, get it done and crack on and do your actual real job, which you're not able to do because you're, you're, you're in all of these different systems and processes. So 
the, the potential there to, again, make a difference to just how people do their job and interact with the technology is incredible. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. It's it's key, right, that, yes, you want to digitally transform and do all these things, but you've got to let people have sort of meet them where they are with the right information so they can make decisions, right? And sort of they may still go left, they may still go right, but they're trying to make much more informed and guided decisions, if you will. And a big part of that as well is the data and the insights, right? And and this is in my top five, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be Good. one of yours. Um, again, an acquisition that's come to light, you know, in the platform now was around natural language queries. So the ability to type sort of, hey, show me all open requests where Chris has been lazy and done no work for 30 days. Bam, there's my report, there's my dashboard. And I know this is one of the areas you guys have looked at and, and certainly always comes up with customer engagements, right? On what reports are there? What dashboards can I have? So if we get to get your take from a, maybe even a productivity standpoint, what, what NLQ might mean? No, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to use the same words again, but this is another one with just so much potential to change the way people interact with the technology. And I think the thing, the thing that I've, that kind of resonated with me when I was looking at this feature especially was when I've implemented elements of service now in the past, you'd be de delivering this technology to teams who are experts in their job, right? They, 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 they know their field inside out. They know it really well, yeah. but they don't know service now. And although service now is intuitive, they don't know the best way to get what they need from it. So whether that's a report, whether it's to filter a list to, you know, find, as you said, you know, where, where's Chris not done anything for 30 days, all of those kind of scenarios. <laughs> I, I've seen really clever people. <laughs> yeah. Hide that one away. I've seen really clever people struggle to do that in service now, even though it's, it, you know, it is relatively easy to use. So something like a natural language query um, built into virtual agent and now built into the list feature as well within service now. And I'm sure it will be extended you know, further as, as we go for future releases. It's just got so much power to really, I guess, almost democratize access to some of the more complex system features and really just enable ordinary people, for want of a better word, to, to use those features and to, and to access that. Yeah, I, it's, it's one of my favorites because you, you sort of, if you can describe, and oftentimes people struggle to describe what it is they're looking for because you're like, oh, what table is that? What field is that? And how do you want me to group it? And they're like, mm, that's not really how I talk. What I want is on the first day of every month, a dashboard that shows me where blah, blah, blah. And you go, oh, okay, right, well, we kind of know what that is. And the system's smart enough to build that query for you across single or multiple tables, right? And without knowing all that sort of um, technology behind the scenes, if you will. So I've kind of restricted you to five there, mm. but if, uh, if there are other firm favorites that I guess you wanted to call out, uh, what would they be? Again, a very difficult question because there are a lot of features. So I've had a lot of conversations. <laughs> and I, I asked for feedback from people and they threw in their favorites and I looked at it and had, had some of mine. There's, so there's loads of things that I could talk about here, Chris. But I, I probably, I, I would just throw in a couple. One that I've not mentioned so far would be the UI builder. So mm -hmm. the ability to create custom workspaces and portals. I, I, again, that to me has a huge amount of potential to put the things that people need to them in at the time they need it. So rather than have, you know, a workspace for this and a portal for that and a portal for something else, bring it together. You know, the system will now allow you to. So let, let, let's do that. Let's give people what they need, where they need it, when they need it. Another feature um, of interest would be instant scan. So just the ability to keep on top of your environments and, and preempt some of the things that might trip you up down the line. So anything that supports that um, is great because, you know, ServiceNow is growing, people's use of it is growing, becomes more and more mission critical. So you know, it's really key to, to stay on top of what's happening in your environment and um, yeah, protect it. 
So amazing insights. Thank you, Tim. Really appreciate what you did there and, and sort of the conversation that we've had. And to you and the team over at YI and, and all the great work you do with us, with our customers and our partners. So I want to thank you for that. And, uh, you know, as we go forward now uh, with Quebec and obviously uh, the other events that we have planned coming up, our knowledge user conference and so on, uh, keep a lookout, uh, stay tuned. Uh, but thank you for taking your time. Thank you for spending it with us. And hopefully this was insightful and gave you some good ideas of, uh, of what ServiceNow is up to, what our great partner ecosystem is up to, and uh, we'll move forward. So again, thank you for your time.